I ride a motorcycle. It's a Ninja 650R. The R stands for racing, so I'm told. And I know that it's impolite to brag, but I am a badass. <laughs> because I love it. I mean, I, I love riding in, in general, but this bike in particular, I fell in love with it the first time I saw it. My girlfriend called and said that she just bought herself a new motorcycle, and she was really excited about it. And so I went outside to meet her as she was coming home with it. And as she pulled around the corner and I saw that bike, I just knew it was mine. It's Diablo Black. So that's a really deep black that has just enough sparkle embedded in the paint that when the sunlight hits it, it shines. But that's not why I knew it was mine. I knew it was mine because the woman who had owned the motorcycle right before Lisa had installed some accessories, some aftermarket parts, and they were all a very specific shade of red. And I knew the red because I owned the lipstick. <laughs> number 27 after party red <laughs> so I ran inside and I got the lipstick and I ran back outside to show it to her because you can't deny fate right? <laughs> and she was very gracious about the whole thing and from the very first ride I felt so strong on that bike it was just a good fit and right away I started learning all kinds of important life lessons like at some point when you're riding 90 starts to feel like 40 <laughs> clever crowd, I can tell you're smarter than I am, because when you go to stop, it turns out 90 still 90. <laughs> so then I also learned that it turns out that our bodies move towards what we focus on, and surely there's a metaphor in there somewhere, right? And on a motorcycle, what that looks like is there's the guardrail. Don't hit the guardrail. Why are you getting closer to the guardrail? Oh my God, you're about to hit the guardrail. And then there's a moment, right? And that is a lesson that typically a biker only needs to learn once, one way or the other. So the, another lesson that I learned happened in Southern California. I was riding my favorite ride out to Coronado Island. There's a strip of highway that cuts right across the ocean and it's called Silver, Silver Strand Boulevard. And on a sunny Southern California afternoon when the light is shining down and the water is reflecting it, it actually looks like a silver strand. It's so beautiful. So I'm about to hit silver strand and I'm stopped at the light right before that strip of highway and a Maserati pulls up next to me. And that's not as uncommon in Southern California as it would be here. <laughs> so this Maserati pulls up next to me and I think, what the heck? I've been riding for a little while. I'll just go ahead and give this a try. Some of you sense impending doom already. I can see it on your face. But I didn't know. I just didn't know. So he's up next to me, and I'm, um, I hunch over, like, you know, just in a more aggressive riding stance. Nothing too flashy, just enough to let him know that I'm challenging him. <laughs> and I immediately am in my head. Like, so we're racing, I'm on the outside, there's a curve coming up, I'm going to have to figure out how to get on the inside, and at some point I'm going to stop and look at him and our eyes will lock, <laughs> and we'll have the moment, right? And I look up from my little fantasy, and he is gone. <laughs> That was my first thought, like, oh, note to self, Maserati. My second thought was, it turns out that maybe I have two options in how I want to live my life. 
One is that I can be living in here with my fantasy. And that that's actually not a bad thing because this machine is designed to be creative. And mine in particular is especially prolific, it turns out. <laughs> that's not a bad life to live, right? Or at any time, I can choose to put this aside and then step back out here with all of you and have real life experiences with real people, like real adventure. So you can be assured that the next time I was given an invitation to race someone, I was in the race, not in my head. And that is a really big deal for me because when I was young, I experienced a fright. And a fright is a shock that's followed by a lot of fear. And in the moment that I had that experience, I felt a part of me leaving me. And then like a two day old helium balloon, I was just floating out here looking down at my body in my life as if it belonged to someone else. And then for the rest of my adult life, this was the thing that I was trying to reckon. This was the thing I was trying to make sense out of. Like, how does one live with one part just hanging out here all the time? So that there was enough danger on that motorcycle for me to have enough motivation to feel all my parts coming together, even just for a moment, it was amazing. It was freedom. I was sitting in my car a couple weeks ago with my friend Bonnie, and we were having one of those car conversations. You know, they're so great. Like, you keep meaning to get out of the car, and then you just don't get out because it's such a good conversation. So Bonnie and I were having one of those, and she was telling me about her friend Sky. And it sounds like Sky was a really great guy. And she was sad because she's coming up on the one-year anniversary of his death. He died on a motorcycle. Nothing strange was happening. There was no alcohol or drugs. He was just on his bike, and he got in an accident, and then he was dead. And um, I didn't know Sky, but I believe they were members of a very small club. And that if Sky were here, I think he would agree with me that healing takes courage, mm -hmm. and that life is dangerous. And there isn't anything that we can really do about that all of the time. But then there are some of us that for some reason, we just feel compelled to push ourselves way outside of the norm, like way outside of what most people would consider normal or even sane behavior. For some reason, some of us, we just like to get out there on the edge because just on the far side of that edge, there's a spark of being crisply in the moment that is complete freedom, that makes all of this worth it. I don't know why that is, but two years ago on my 38th birthday, I treated myself and I took the day off work and I took that motorcycle out for a ride in the desert. Again, in Southern California, I was headed out from San Diego to Julian and there's this patch of highway that has twisties that are the most, I don't arguably the most fun ride in Southern California. So I was just about to hit that patch of twisties when I had one of those moments where I saw my fear. I, like it was a tangible thing standing right in front of me. I saw it, and I saw what it was designed to do. And I was so grateful for it. Like I think probably my fear had kept me alive many times throughout my life. But then in that moment, I was able to take my fear and put it aside. And then the second I did that, I saw my bike and I saw what it was designed to do. And for the first time, I rode my bike like it was designed to be ridden, just so crisply with it. 
I felt my body and my own strength, and I pushed myself way beyond the bounds of what I had perceived as my limitations before. And I did things on that bike I'd never done before. So on the curves, I went lower, and the straightaways, I went faster. When I came up on other bikers, I didn't back off. I just owned my road. And at the end of the day, when I went home and parked that bike, honestly, I haven't ridden it since. Whatever I was seeking that day, I think I caught up with. And I don't know exactly what happened, but what I like to think happened is that all those other rides that came before it, all those moments where I felt myself in these dangerous situations so crisply that I just came together with a moments of clarity, each one of those was practice for this afternoon of the most amazing ride of my life, and that something happened in that ride that changed me, and that from that moment on, I was different, and maybe I'll be different for the rest of my life. I also like to think that that scared little piece of me that was always hanging just out here, that that ride was so much fun that even she wanted to be on it, and she just, you know, <laughs> because I had that feeling of completeness, right? I, um, I'm also a Qigong practitioner, and I study under two Qigong masters, uh, Master Lu and her brother, Dr. Lu. And Qigong is like an energy practice like Tai Chi. And Dr. Lu told me once that when the body experiences a fright, the spirit flees, and that if you're lucky, it remains tethered to your body, just floating out here. So then the lucky ones who still have a spirit attached to their body their work is to balance the system, to calm things enough that the spirit can be coaxed back in, that it feels safe coming home. I don't think that he had a Ninja 650R in mind when he was telling me that story. But that, I think, is why it takes so much courage to heal. Because each one of us is different. So each one of our healing stories is different. And it's a real leap of faith to make the decision to head down the path and not know where you're headed. I certainly never would have guessed that my healing story was going to involve a lot of high speeds in the desert and a lot of danger, but I'm okay with that because it turns out I am a very dangerous woman. <laughs>